time. It's okay, listeners, I won't be presenting by myself after all. Everbleed has finally entered the studio. Where have you been? I can't believe I'm late. I've never been late. Bloody traffic. The storms were getting worse, I swear. Tram's still not running. Bloody llama was late picking me up. Then bat swarms on the way. We crossed from Trollop's Trail to Devil's Dip. Nearly fell off my bleeding llama. Why are we taking Trollop's Trail? You don't live that way. No, but the other ways were blocks. There's been a llama collision through Main Street. Two llamas went berserk and ran into each other. One thrown its passenger through Mrs. Becker's bakery. What? That's insane. This is getting worse. That's 13 llamas that have gone berserk now. I know, something's definitely going on. Everything's getting worse. When would this stop? God knows, but hopefully soon. I don't think the hollows can take much more destruction. Everything's falling apart. Right, guys, we'll go to a break so Amelia can settle in. Back soon with today's top stories, including what's happening with the election votes. Well, hi, everyone. This is Deb. And this is Beth. And we wanted to take a moment to tell you about Dying to be Found. Beth. Yeah? If you were to describe our true crime podcast, what would you say? Well, I tell people that our podcasts are not just about high-profile murder cases. We also try to delve into stories that we think our listeners can relate to. Deb, how would you describe Dying to be Found? I'd like to tell people that our podcast is open to the interpretation of our listeners. We also talk about missing persons who are dying to be found. But then again, there are criminals that are dying to be found. We're always open to whatever stories we report and really want our listeners to take an active role in why we do this. You can listen to brand new episodes every Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts. And please visit us at our website at dyingtobefound.com and on social media at Dying to be Found. And we're back, Hollows folk. Now for today's top stories. Firstly, Mr. Oldman has been complaining about the girl at the end of his driveway again. An official investigation has been opened to try and find out exactly whose child is doing this. If this girl is yours, please collect her and hand her over to the guards for questioning. She has become quite the nuisance. Also in today's top stories, fears grow over a possible llama killer. Several llamas have become victims of sudden bouts of llama lunacy. 27 residents have suffered injuries as a direct result of the destruction caused by its incident. To date, five llamas have died and several more have sustained serious injuries, though all are expected to make a full recovery. The election results have long been anticipated. Our new mayor should have been announced over a week ago. However, something very mysterious has happened. Guards were called to the polling station only to find those counting the votes had vanished into thin air along with the votes. Who is our new mayor and when will we find out? It's a bit worrying, to be fair, with no leader at such an important time. Who's going to get the hollows through this tough spot? Maybe Scriven was worried he was going to lose and so he's sabotaging the counting? No, he'd have been more vocal about it. He can't keep his mouth shut. He's always having to tell everyone how wonderful his work is. Actually, now I come to think about it, we haven't heard from him. Wait, where is he? I've not heard or seen him around the hollows for nearly a week and you can't hide from the pompous pillock. Now you mention it, I've not seen or heard from him either. He's always messaging the studio, asking us to do a reading of his latest book. Wait, let me check our mail. Something's wrong. Has anyone seen him? Um, looking at our mail, and he hasn't sent anything in the last nine days. He'd normally send us at least, what, five lengthy requests a day. Do we call the guards? Surely someone must have seen him. Someone would have noticed the mayor missing. He's everywhere. He's doing nothing. We haven't noticed. We are just two people, though. Yeah, but what if everyone's not noticed because of all the things going on in the hollows right now? What if the mayor's missing? Well, where could he have gone? No one is voluntarily taking him. He's that annoying, you'll bring him back. 
He's not dead, is he? Um. Or vanished with the election counters and the votes? Could it all be linked? I mean, superstorms, llama lunacy, missing mares, Barbara's battering bottom. Something's definitely going on. Well, amongst all the chaos, we have been busy this week. We have indeed. As we all know, Barbara Small was convicted and charged last week for her crimes in which she used her bottom to batter people. The trial was an explosive one when it was revealed that Mad Mabel's cat was not the first victim. Barbara would eventually be charged with a lifetime, which she will serve in Six Hill Sanitarium. So who was Barbara Small? Well, we've been granted access to her and her an exclusive interview, so make sure you stay tuned to hear that one. This I am excited for. I've waited ages to find out more. Her trial was amazing to watch. I've never seen anything like it. She looked so innocent at first. I thought she was just a poor lady with a big butt. But turns out Barbara is barbaric. Yeah, this interview was probably one of the most interesting. I've interviewed a lot of inmates in the prisons in Six Hills, but nothing compares to how callous Barbara was. A truly crazy lady. Well, you don't have long to wait to find out what she's really like and what she had to say. We'll be back after the break with the weather and my exclusive interview with Barbara Small. Hello, everyone. My name is Brad. And I'm Denise. We are the host of World's True Crime Podcast. Every Monday, we release an episode researched by me about the most heinous criminals throughout history from across the globe. And then every Thursday, we will release an episode from me about disappearances, UFOs, the unexplained, and strange history. To lighten up the episode, we take part in movie trivia at the time of the incidents. You can find us everywhere you listen to podcasts and find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We also can be found at worldstruecrime.com. So just remember everybody, the world's not always as it seems. No, it's not. Bye everyone. Bye. Welcome back. Now before we dive into the juicy interview with Barbara, you have the weather for us, Amelia. I do. A multitude of strong storms have built up from the south, colliding with bat swarms in the central hollows. This has led to the dispersal of several mini bat swarms all over the hollows. Temperatures have dropped dramatically as bats fill the skies, blocking the sun, so expect some icy patches tomorrow morning when you leave your residence. Temperatures will remain low at 5 degrees until tomorrow evening when fireballs from the lab are released as they try to accommodate a suitable living quarters for Satan. We're expected to see highs of 200 degrees, so make sure you stay indoors from 7pm tomorrow. We suggest you try and keep your house cool all day to help with those temperatures when they soar in the evening. Oh, a steamy report indeed. Now I hope you're all sat comfy, hollow folk, because it's time for Amelia's exclusive interview with Barbara Small. Hi Barbara, take a seat. Can I sit on your lap? Uh, no Barbara, they have this specially made chair for you. So I can't squash anything right? Yeah, that's right. Shame. Okay, well... We'll have a few questions that I'd like to ask you, but firstly, how are you finding Six Hills? They won't let me crush things with my bottom. They do let me eat Mrs. Becker's cakes still, though. Well, they are the best. Yeah, I'm a big fan of hers. I really love her triple chocolate, triple stacked cupcakes. Do you eat them often? I used to eat 20 a day. Wow, um, and now? They banned them because I was eating so many that my bottom kept getting bigger with all the food I was eating. Now I'm only allowed one a day. So how are you finding that? It's rubbish. They also only let me have one breakfast, lunch and dinner, and no snacks, so that's stupid. How much did you consume before? Not that much. Just a full English breakfast, followed by pancakes and waffles, then a cake, then mid-morning snacks which was like three cakes and a biscuit. 
Then for lunch I'd have a triple stacked steak and cheese sandwich, a 24 packet of crisps, 2 litres of cola, and another cake. Then you got to have mid-afternoon cakes, then half a packet of biscuits at 5 before dinner. For dinner I'd have a whole dish of mac and cheese, you know the ones that are supposed to serve 4, 2 whole garlic baguettes, cheesy chips, nachos and a 3 bottles of wine. Then you need 4 litres of chocolate ice cream to wash that down. Don't forget the flake. Wow, that's a lot. I'm not finished. Then at 10 I have eaten mess and a pint-sized hot chocolate with whipped cream and sprinkles. Then it's midnight snacks before bed, which is half a block of cheese cut into little chunks, the other half of the packet of biscuits and two rounds of toast. And then you go to bed? Yeah, until 3 when I get up to eat brownies and have a glass of milk. And... Do you not think all this food might have had an impact on your behaviour or your outlook on life? No, cuss, it's not that bad. There's a lot of sugar in that diet. Some might say that's not healthy. But I had fresh strawberries in my eaten mess. And the two litres of cola? You're supposed to drink two litres. Yeah, water, Barbara. Oh, is it? Yes. Well, I did have milk too. That's good for your bones. That's what made me grow big and strong. Right. Okay, well, if you don't mind, I'd like to ask you a bit about the crimes you've committed and how it all started. I guess. Okay, well, when did you first feel the need to squash things with your bottle? When I was 12. And what triggered that? I sat on a chair and it collapsed under my big butt. Got me thinking what else could I crush? So what did you try out on next? Two pigeons. Well, I was only aiming to squash one, but I didn't see the second one for my butt was so big. So double win. And how did that make you feel? Like I could crush anything. It was cool. So it's fair to say it made you feel good? Yeah, like I was finally winning at something. No one else I knew could crush pigeons with their butt. But do you accept how some might see that as cruel? I mean, it's animal abuse. Nah, they died quick. I squashed them good. Okay, so when did you next offend? When a kid laughed at my butt. So they bullied you? Yeah, so she had to be squashed. Or you could have told someone about her laughing at you. Yeah, but my way, they won't be laughing ever again. Teachers are only gonna tell them to apologise. Do you understand that you killed a person simply for laughing at you? Yeah, and who's laughing now? Not them. They definitely aren't. Nor are their families. What would you say to them if they were watching now? Is it's nice not having to listen to your stupid child laughing? Um, I think they might miss their child. I wouldn't. Okay, and the other kids, what did they do? Did they bully you too? No, one stole my cake and the other was quite large so I saw it as a challenge to see if I could crush them with my butt. So it became a game to you? Yeah, the big kid was the biggest thing I have ever crushed. Do you feel bad for crushing innocent children? Well, for starters, one wasn't innocent. They stole my cake and no, because it was fun. So you simply do this because you think it's fun? Yeah. And what about the victims and their families? How do you think they feel? I don't know. They're dead. And their families? Not my problem. I don't see them. Do you want them to forgive you? I don't care. Really? Yeah. There must be more to it, Barbara. There's more to this than a game for you. Guess it's a good stress release. In what way? Well, I was always stressed as a kid, and I used to pop bubble wrap, but then I ran out. So was like, what else can I pop? Turns out skulls are pretty satisfying. Going back to your childhood, what was it that made everything so stressful? I don't know. My mum would put me on diets because I was eating too much, and the doctors said my butt was growing too fast for my body. The doctors said it was caused by the excessive sugar, 
But I love cake. It was my friend. So I'd steal food when mum wasn't looking, and when I couldn't steal I became stressed. Were you ever treated for anything else? Only CD. What's CD? Cake destruction. I used to see if I could demolish cakes whole. I'd just pick them up and smush them in my gob. So, like, some sort of eating disorder? No, I see it as a skill. And how did the doctors try to treat that? They told my mum to not buy any cakes or if she did to lock them up until I could have one. And did that work? No, I used to smash the doors down to get the cake or break into shops. Got banned for going into Mrs Becker's bakery for demolishing a whole display of cakes. As in messing them up or stealing? No, I ate them in one go. I was so quick they didn't have time to stop me. Wow, I th think you already know the answer to this, but... Would you ever want to seek further treatment for your cake addiction? No, I love cake. So you love cake? But wasn't there an incident in which you ruined one of Mrs Becker's cakes at the fete? Why didn't you just eat it? That was misreported. It wasn't actually food. She'd found out I was coming and so she'd make her display out of plastic cakes. When I tried to bite into one it chipped my tooth and so I got angry destroying her plastic apple pie with my butt, which ruined her display. Do you not think that was an overreaction? No, she shouldn't have chipped my tooth. Well, you shouldn't have been stealing her cakes, right? I might have paid for them after. So you feel no remorse? Over a plastic pie, no. If I'd crushed a real cake with my butt, then yeah, that would have been bad. It would have been a waste of cake. So you don't think you have a problem? Nope. So why do you think they locked you up? Because they are stupid. Who are? Everyone who doesn't let me have unlimited cake. I really think you have a cake addiction. Why? Don't you like cake? Yeah, but not so much that I'd crush someone's school for it. And what about all those people who have been innocent victims in your crimes? Like who? The nurse that your farts blew through the window? My fart did that. Yes, but if you'd gotten help for your issues, do you not think your farts might not have been so foul? No, maybe she was just weak. So you're not bothered that you hurt her either? No, I didn't do it on purpose. I just farted. Okay, moving on. What about the incident with Mad Maple's cat? How did that happen? Well, this one's annoying because it's the reason I'm in jail. I was in the mood to crush something because I'd only been able to get a six-pack of donuts, not twelve. I was sad. Right. And so I went to sit down on the bench. I genuinely didn't see butternut. It was an accident. So why did you try to cover it up? Because I realised it was Mabel's cat and thought, well, she's mad, no one believes her anyway, so I'll get away with it. Couldn't you have taken Butternut to the vet? Nope, the thing was flat as a pancake. Coming to think of it, probably should have taken her back with me and put her in a pie. So, no remorse there then, either? No. Now this is an important one. If you hadn't have been caught when you were, do you think you would have continued to offend? Maybe. Would you have killed again? Were you a killer, Barbara Small? Who said I've stopped? 